OTB AM. It will be insane not to put Roy Keane on the Manchester United list. Jordan Henderson has been as important for Liverpool as Roy Keane has been for Manchester United. OTB AM. Live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. What is it called? Friday Fire Pit? Friday Fire Pit. Friday Friday Friday. So we just put a bit more thought into dominating the comments box this morning. You've got to call it like it is. It's Friday like what? The Friday Fire Pit. Fire pit, I do need to go to this one commentary on YouTube from GR saying, I've still got an old Game Boy. Can that handle VR? Has it got the processing power? I don't think so. What's the oldest uh, computer game you remember, Adrian? I had a ZX Spectrum, uh, 1 to AK. What? Jeez, that's that? it. Yeah. Exactly. I remember um, the yeah. Atari and Commodore 64. Yeah, it would have been around the same. It might have been a couple of years just before that. But Commodore ZX, 64, ZX young man. You, you, you had you had a little a little sort of tape recorder type device yeah, okay. that you had to like load up. It was It'd kind take of, about five minutes to load oh, up. Like, well, it seemed it seemed like um, a lot longer than that in, in those days. And then you'd you just wait and I'd do whatever you would do for like twenty minutes and then play your Commodore sixty four. Simpler times. Oftentimes you come back and it it would have jammed at some point <laughs> along the middle of it and you'd be like, oh, reload, start again. <laughs> Horace goes fishing and Horace goes skiing and Horace does all sorts of interesting things with the main games that we had. Great times. Yeah. Outrun. It's one of the big games. Out, Outrun, yeah. Oh, I've played Outrun. Look up classic. ZX Spectrum. YouTube playing ZX Spectrum. YouTube in plays. After, in the afternoon at some point. Okay. So it's well worth it. I remember Winfield National School where everyone was like, we're getting a Sega Mega Drive for Christmas this year. Wow. And that when, when I came home and I saw, I think it was Italian 90 was the game, it was absolutely terrible, but I'd never seen anything like it. When I saw that on my TV at home, for the first time, I was—I've never been happier. Yeah. I think I peaked. Sonic us. was the big thing. Sonic, for the, yeah, for the, for um, the Mega Drive, yeah, Mega Drive, wasn't it? That was the yeah. big game changer. Um, a lot of people will be listening in, saying, "What the hell are they talking about?" And others will be. Well, uh, no, I kind of feel the same way. I'm sitting over here, and I'm like, Sonic "I'm so is, lost in this chat." But yeah. Sonic is like now suddenly like got great um, currency. Yeah, for kids, it's like mm. new Sonic movies coming out next month, sometime, something. There was one. My my young fella has Sonic pajamas. So I'm very familiar with the Sonic. resurgence of Sonic. Okay. I, I, um, the one thing I would be worried about is if they did have the chance, uh, you young kids, if they did have the chance when I was your age or younger to play against people literally around the world on your computer. Mm. I mean, I would never have been off it. Like that would have been just the coolest thing ever. Yeah, so yeah. thankfully, I kind of abandoned computer games as I got older. Yeah, just see, never be the off. series producer, we call him that, Lofty, make him Lofty Todd, series, Lofty, is telling us to, the slot needs to begin. I mean, the, I, I think the, the, slot, I mean, the, is, the slot, slot is underway. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy. But with you're going to drive this thing around, Cameron, so. Yeah, I'm going to, yeah, a really away, clunky said way he's coming this way. Uh, so, yeah, it is the fire pit. So we thought we'd take something from the week that was and discuss it in full here. So uh, I think it's already put, put on the table today about the Ireland fans being kind of outsung by the French fans last weekend and just mm. yeah it, it made me think of a good discussion on um, just Irish fan culture generally I think uh, Jerry was on Wednesday Night Rugby Jerry Thornley and himself and Joe and Andy Dunn really went into like there is an anthropological study on why there's no chanting at um, there's no singing culture in GAA for instance at yeah, GAA games. the songs are crap they're like, terrible. Mayo, oh. 
Uh, you used to have the that's field of Athenry yeah. now at Galway games. Really? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like Athenry is in Galway, and it's a Galway song. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because uh, like, I was thinking about it because I met a few French fans over the weekend last weekend, and they were in. You were using your like conversational French, obviously. To yeah, I'm a bit French, a, actually. Yes, you were. No. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was it able says to words speak. In a French accent. Well, I'm sold. And they, <laughs> and they go, "Oh, you speak French in French," and I go, no, "I certainly I just, do." You have an accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, hello, I am Cameron. Awe, awe, sister. But um, I yeah. So I was talking to them, and even in defeat, they are brilliant crack. And I know Jerry Thornley mentions this. Uh, I was at a few top fourteen games last year, and was at the Champions Cup final in Marseille with the La Rochelle fans, and I was blown away by just how passionate they are and how they're so willing to incorporate you into their big sea of yellow. Um, Which you were obviously delighted to do. Ah, uh, yes, as a given who they were playing. Given who they were playing, exactly. But I was just, it it was so much more engaging than when I've gone to games at the RDS or the Aviva or even sometimes, dare I say, at the sports ground. I find the communal aspect of going to those games leaves a little bit to be desired and maybe that's just my weird definition of what a fan is maybe I mm. literally think you're not a fan unless you sing she mentioned the sports ground like how many people have any history of going to rugby games in Galway for example like it just it wasn't a thing like so yeah. the sports ground came along and like a lot of rugby games are basically a piss up like they are at the RDS is Leinster always win by about 50 but you say it wasn't a thing but you're, you'd say the same about your own specialist topic at a certain point like league, Galway Rovers have been in the league for the guts of 50 years yeah, but like so not how many that many people, people, how many people were going to maybe a couple of thousand or a thousand yeah, or whatever exactly. but like Connacht Rugby wasn't a thing so it doesn't have a history of like people like who are the Connacht Ultras like, well, like there was no no rugby here was a thing like mm. professional rugby up to yeah, that's yeah. Thing, yeah. 25 years ago yeah. sorry the teams existed they just they weren't what they are now like I, I'd love to know what AIL fans make with all that, that that they I don't know. What do you think? Well, that's that's. I think that's the great anomaly in all this. Let, let's let's pass to, it over because we, we we're talking a lot here. Well, if you go to um, AIL games, they're brilliant. Are Everyone they? gets behind their team. I went mm. to Terenure Clontarf a few weeks ago, which is a real top of the table clash in Terenure, and it was brilliant. The real electricity. There's about three thousand people around Lakelands, oh. which is just and like there's no stand in Lakelands. It's just um, the area around the pitch. And the atmosphere was cracking, and there was a real, real old school grassroots type vibe to it, where you know you're giving the hooker crap when he's trying to throw in. And said, "Oh, don't make a crooked this time, mate. Come on, come on, you're boring me." Um, and that's brilliant. Have you been to an AIL game? Uh, yeah, I've been to a couple, and I agree with Cameron. They are actually good crack, but I think part of it as well is that because like they are kind of a smaller crowd, you tend to stick with your own set of fans, and this mm. is something that. I was talking about earlier, like in say in the Women's Super League, there's no like away end. And I think it always takes away from the atmosphere because you get fans mixed in together. And rather than, you know, singing or chanting, starting from one specific area, you just kind of have it like bitty here and there. And I think sometimes like Irish games kind of suffer from that as well with the rugby, because you don't really have like a a set group that are going to start leading chants or they're going to start, you know, making a bit of atmosphere and then everyone joins in and it kind of it's a bit of a domino effect to the whole thing like if you go to the like going to G so there's there's a there's a novelty in the uh, uniqueness to it and there's something sort of nice about that and definitely going to GEA games you end up 
in all sorts of conversations with people around you because they're from different teams. Sometimes they get obviously spill over the line a little bit, but like you don't have the same threat of the reason that they initially brought in um, segregation of fans to begin with, as in you know they're going to kill each other. Um, so, is, what's your feeling? Is it is that the future for WSL or? I think so. I think it has improved the atmosphere ma- massively. Like United oh. were trialing it um, this season, and it just added that extra bit of like grit to the games and I think because especially with something like the WSL which is probably like developing an audience and it's bringing people into football who maybe wouldn't necessarily always watch football or wouldn't know all the chance from watching the Premier League or whatever it is there's a bit more of a community vibe to it like I do get the we should we need to separate some sets of fans because they are going to kill each other but that's more of a, a fan problem and a culture problem than a let's try and build an atmosphere through it problem I think yeah, I just find it very odd that it's like, I was talking in the taxi on the way home uh, last night with uh, the taxi driver about this very topic, and I said, it's actually really bizarre when I think about it, that when you really boil it down, Green and Red and Mayo is made to be sung at these types of games. You'll never hear it mm. chanted. It's a bit of too much of a ballad. I don't know. You, you could can't definitely imagine you could definitely people in the stands. You could def I could definitely see that. And the irony is, they're not if you like go the to rugby fans. But like, it's gas that if you go to a house party in Mayo, that's one of the first things that'll be on the spot. Really? Jesus, yeah. That is grim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. House parties in Mayo. This is what's happening in Mayo. This, yeah. You go into the green and red of Mayo. Well, yeah, we, really? it'll come on at some point once wow. everybody's fairly on, and I said, we'll, we'll stick this on. Mayo, everyone joins in because wow. it is a kind of. That's grim, Cameron. There's a slow rousing. What sort of house parties have you got? I feel it's obviously more not the right one. I think that's Gosh. that strange a thing, though. Like, yeah. it's Clare Island, Clare Island's a better old tune. Than Mayo. Clare it's Island's like a nice. The Westmead Bachelor going on like at a house party in Atlone. It's like, it's not <laughs> but like if those people have like an emotional connection to the song. Like it's, it's the sort of thing that gets sung at matches. If you're on a night out in Dublin or you're in college in Galway or something, and the song comes on, like you have that little bit of ownership over it. So I don't think it's that strange. It's like, I don't know. You're from Dublin and the Owl Triangle or something. Yeah. yeah. The, the, these like I can't count the amount of times I've been at house parties and people from Dublin start singing the Owl Triangle. But that's a credible folk song. Or like Hills Green of Donegal as well. Is some old shit, like, well, oof. funny enough, the Fields of Athen Roy did break yeah. out a few times Saturday, but it was like, so to my left were like, Alele Blue, Alele Blue. And then when the Fields of Athen Roy broke out, it was kind of like, <laughs> it's like yeah, I don't really in, want in to be seen sense, but it was like isn't very rousing. I think a great summation of the French fans of the weekend I watched the game in O'Donoghue's and it was like mostly an Irish crowd there was one table of French lads there's like six or seven of them maybe the Marseille started playing and they like gave us a rousing edition it was great like I want to stand up and give them a clap and then the two Irish anthems started playing and literally no one uttered a word yeah. and they were looking around so confused and then when uh, watch Macaulay not Aronda V and Ireland's Call started playing they just stood up and sang it themselves for us and I was just like this is kind of ridiculous that the French fans are there singing our national well we, we, national we have anthem, a big problem here our, our national anthem is terrible like I, 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 I'm into national anthems Aron Avin is one of the worst national anthems known to man it's not from a, a, it's so, not a musical rousing. point of view from musical also if we are committed to a unification in this island which I hope we are we need to change the lyrics I think because they're you know they're a little bit too uh, militaristic but in terms of the actual jingo of it it's crap it's absolutely terrible compare that to the Welsh national anthem or Flower Scotland or Le Marseillaise or the Italian anthem or even God Save the Queen which is itself quite crap Quirky makes a very good point here on YouTube Quirky 
1980. Good morning to you. I find crowd engagement has slowly declined as more and more of the crowd are on their phones. Yes, 100%. Probably not a bad point. 100%. Have we any more topics to get to? Um... No, I like I like this. I, okay, let's I, talk about this. I'm, I'm staying on this. Yeah. It's, 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 it's important the because fine. this is the idea of the environment. We're it's, talking about yeah, the, your experiences the of uh, if you bring kids to a game. My my so, my memories of going to like um, Galway United games as a kid. A lot of them are about the noise and the atmosphere. I almost remember that more than the goals. And the, the atmosphere at a game sticks with you, and it really does rouse you. And if you go to a game, or and I've made this point about race meetings as well. Now, if you go to a race meeting and nobody's cheering home the winner, why don't you watch? it at home what's the difference like and I think atmosphere at a sporting events is the, is partly the reason one of the massive reasons why we do it mm, I Qu- think question for the room what's the best sporting atmosphere then that you've ever been in like a match that you were like wow this is what sport is about I'd say Stade de France last year um, and that's that's one of the one things I just can't square is that Irish fans away are brilliant like really get into it really are mm. part of the scene um, I know, but, but you, so and, uh, you get into a mode where we're telling people how to behave, and I think that's we were no, talking uh, about it the other week with the phone, with yeah. the, taking the pictures of LeBron stuff. I feel sort of the same way that I do think you can help affect fan culture, but I do think think I also think there's a slight weirdness telling people how to behave at a stadium. Joe Canning's All Ireland goal against Kilkenny. Um, I don't think I've ever heard noise like it anywhere. Okay, um, just uh, everything about the goal, and I thought Joe's lyrical gale was. Incredible TV, but uh, uh, that goal was shown again. And I think uh, an All-Ireland Hurling final or 80,000 people in Crow Park for Hurling is probably very hard to beat, even including Galatasaray. Katie's uh, 2012 fight in London for me, mm. I think, is... Mm. I haven't done any great uh, qualitative thought process on this, Kathleen. But well, I'm, it broke I'm the record, there, didn't it, for, for uh, loudest uh, ever For everybody crash. leaving with tinnitus, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, it's just exceptional. For all, like, it was just the tenseness of it. I think you do need that. Like, you can't, you know, uh, uh, run it. Let's, I mean, look, I, run it, it wasn't quite a run in the middle Six Nations game. But, like, it's, you know, you get one of them every two years in Dublin and they happen. But a fight like that where there's just the anticipation, the expectation, the the desire from every Irish person in the, um, what, what was it called? The chocolate, no, the something box arena or whatever it was. Oh, yeah. It's been renamed since. Um, just the desire from everybody there, mm. the investment in the outcome was just, I've never seen anything quite like it. Here's one that'd be interesting, right? So the Bob Dylan gig in... Let's get Kathleen's answer first. Well, see, this is why I asked it, because I actually don't think I've ever been in an atmosphere where I've been like... This is insane. I think maybe I was at the Euros final last summer. Um, I covered it. And I had like a moment where the teams were lining out. The crowd swelled. And like it was Wembley packed out stadium. And I felt like emotional for a second because I was like, I actually never thought I was going to get to a game. And like I'd covered the whole Euros at that stage. And I was watching women play sport. And that for me was just like a real shiver moment. Like I got goosebumps. But that wasn't necessarily because of the crowd or the atmosphere. That was just because of the momentous occasion. So you haven't heard that really amazing noise at it where you're like, oh no, my No, I haven't had the proper, like, you know, kick in the stomach. This is an insane crowd. I'd love to go to a game in Germany. I think that's like... Go to like, or go to a game in Greece or go to like Turkey. Sorry, for, before I interrupted the Bob Dylan gig that I was at last year, no phones. Tommy Tiernan has gone, no oh, phones. Oh yeah, I it's like brought a... brought it in at sporting events. No phones. They, you you, put, you put your phone into a bag into or a something. Couch and yeah, you just... Ah, but he's a cranky bollocks. Bob anyway. Dylan. Yeah, like he, he, you, he came out, was it that gig or a different gig he came out and he went, it must have been a different gig because there was phones at it and he turned the lights off on the stage and put them on the crowd and said... 
right, you're you're not here to uh, what was it? You're not here to video me. I'm here to play music. I'm like, I'm the, I'm a kind huge Bob Dylan fan. I just think no, I just think it's yeah. bullshit. If you're going to put on a concert, don't tell people how to behave at the concert. Let them come and enjoy the experience in the way that they've paid to come and enjoy it. Well, it's funny that, you to that that texture, yeah, that texture about phones. Like you know, um, it's funny now. Tourism and going on holiday is basically about going to another part of the world to see people on their phone. That's sadly the reality of it. Everywhere you go now, everyone's on their phone. Yeah, but like, but but I look, I I definitely have an issue with telling people how. They, I felt the same about the LeBron thing the other week. Mm. People want to get the phones out and take the picture. Good luck to you. Like yeah, I, I saw your clip from that. Yeah, I I'm I'm with uh, I'm with Shane Hannah. But you don't 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 tell other people what, what how they should behave at the Absolutely. game. Absolutely, absolutely, you do. Like uh. you, you're entitled to disagree <laughs> with what they do, and it might not be for you. You defended let them, let them, you defended the girl blocking the guy. Behind I didn't her. quite because defend it. I was trying to be. I was trying to be. It's probably for anybody who's ever been sure I was there. Photographing the line out when it's when it's close to you. It's it's I feel. If I'm at a rugby game and I've been to plenty and a line that was happening close to me, I'm like, I just can't resist the temptation to get in the phone. You're a disgrace. Like, oh you're, you're a disgrace for, for a man of your age. I, you're you go through disgrace. my photo reel there, you'll find every second photograph is a line out. We have a great comment in here from a, a regular listener, uh, Mr. Shane Hannan, on the YouTube, name? being like, more unpatriotic nonsense. Put some respect on her on Naveen. Shane from Monaghan, en route to Antrim. Big fan of the show. Thumbs up. Well, at least he hasn't <laughs> mentioned uh, Malachi Rourke, so that's. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you just did, so you've just done oh, the job true, for him true, now. He's going to be absolutely delighted. Yeah, He's definitely smiling it. away to himself in the car right Game. now. He wins. Um, so you've never been to an atmosphere that you felt. Mm. And is that just because you're engaged with the game? I find if you. Like, there are games where I've been like totally enthralled, and I can't tell you anything about what the atmosphere was like. Yeah, no, I don't think it's that. I just think maybe I probably haven't gone to enough games as well. Like I'm probably new enough to the game going. Like when I was growing up, it wasn't a big thing. Like my dad and I would always watch sport together, but we wouldn't necessarily like travel to go see the Premier League or any of that sort of thing. Um, so I probably just haven't been to enough big games to really feel like this is a momentous thing. And my other thing as well is that like the teams I support. A lot of my friends don't watch sport or aren't interested in sport. So when I do go to things, I'm kind of going by myself mm. or else yeah. I'm going with people who aren't all that interested and are kind of just there for the crack, which is like, fair enough. Do your thing. I don't care about that. But you're probably just not getting that whole proper, you know, match day experience, the build up. And a lot of the time, I probably find I get better atmospheres if I'm watching it with like a crowd of fans in a pub or like in a, in a house or something yep. I probably true, have better actually, experiences yeah, yeah. then like my mum <laughs> used to do this thing during the Six Nations one of their like very good friends at home um, is from England so whenever the Six Nations would come around and Ireland were playing England we they'd all come round to our house and she we had this like big chair and she'd decorate it with loads of like England flags and like hang little ribbons off it and stuff and force Will to sit in it for the entire thing <laughs> while the, everyone else around them was shouting for Ireland and he would just sit in this massive throne in the middle of our house which is quite funny because my parents are from the north and we of the Republican persuasion, so it was entertaining <laughs> for everyone involved. Republican persuasion, Eamon, I like uh, that. Eamon O'Lein on YouTube says, best atmosphere ever was Croke Park 2007, Ireland against England, been to most stadiums globally and nothing compared to that. The noise, amazing, the passion yeah. of the history was like a stadium yeah. when uh, went to war. The, do you know, I, w- I was at the game and I would say that that's all true, but it was the lack of noise around the anthems, yeah. just the, the respect 
um, yeah. with the, the silence how respectfully it the was power handled. of silence that was one yeah. of the most iconic yeah I've lost yeah. it somewhere here but someone commented earlier that atmosphere isn't just about singing which is a good point Absolutely. as well yeah no that's it and maybe that's just my narrow definition of what a good fan is I feel like that's probably you know part of it is that I'm like I can't like, wait, like why aren't you singing yeah I, I was like that when I was younger and I guess as you do get older like Adrian has alluded to you're more inclined to like give out about the fella standing in front of you now yeah. Mm. Old man. a lot of this stuff taps back into like telling other people what to do it's like I just we have a bizarre obsession with how other people go and enjoy the game on your own terms mm, yeah yeah that would be, be, that be that's yeah. a hill I'm willing to pass out on yeah, yeah that's well like I get kind of annoyed when say people are talking and I know you guys mentioned it at the top of the show about the rugby and the fact that there's a lot of people there who might not necessarily be like all time rugby fans and I'm like, it's kind of fair enough if they want to go. Like, there are plenty of other solutions, aka not pricing people out of it, or mm. you know, I don't know, putting tickets to clubs a bit more rather than general release. If you want to maybe make sure that fans, proper fan, proper fans, don't even like that word, but like fans who watch every single game of rugby actually get tickets. I hate this whole sort of notion of rugby has done a very good job at marketing itself to a larger audience and people who maybe only watch the Six Nations or only watch the Champions Cup final or whatever, that they're not entitled to go and enjoy the game in the way they want to enjoy it, whether that's just, you know, having a couple of pints, going to the match, like meeting friends afterwards. That's fine. Like, I think there is something very hoity-toity, like looking down your nose on those sort of fans, and I don't think that's fair. Question for the yeah, three of you: totally right? What percentage of Irish supporters at the game Saturday understand the rules of rugby? But that's, I think, Kathleen's point. That's yeah. none of your business. Like, who cares? It was interesting. Like, you go to a game. I, I would be of the the percentage who do not fully understand the rules yeah. of rugby and never have. But I think the same. I, you know, it's a really interesting point, and I think that the same. If you stood outside Crow Park on Ireland Final Day and asked people going in, name two, three players from either side, you get a whole pile of people who just can't. Because they're there for the event or whatever, and but they're no less entitled to be at the match than anybody else. Like I, 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 I think that's absolutely right. How how you marry the people who've been at the McGrath Cup games or the FBD League or whatever with making sure that that team then gets that doesn't seem like an overly complex issue. Nor is it an especially uh, big. You're not dealing with a huge number of people. Like mm. you go to a bloody national league match, never mind about FBD League or McGrath Cup, and you won't get a whole mm. pile of people at it. It would be very easy to be able to, in a GA context, say you were at three games in the league, or you were at two McGrath Cup, whatever it might be. So you're going to get first dibs on these pile of tickets. Over you wouldn't be dealing with a huge number of people, which would address that thing. I actually don't think it would overly address the broader issue about atmospheres at games mm. and stuff because yeah. those people are. Like, you know, There's also something really things. nice about bringing someone along to a sport who might not be all that interested mm. in it and like showing it to them and explaining the rules if they don't understand it. Like mm. As I said before, a lot of my friends don't watch sport, but like they come along to games with me and it's nice explaining to them like, oh, that everyone's cheering for them because they're like the best player or this is what's happening here. It's a very different match day experience, but I don't think it should be discounted as like a bad one or one that... No, no it does. Yeah. Ex- extend out Johnny's question about Bob Dylan. And say, all right, like you know, how much Bob Dylan have you listened to the last six months? Yeah, mm. yeah, that's that's, yeah. that's not that's a yeah, that's yeah, a that's bullshit. The, I'm not even a massive Dylan fan, so there we go. The gatekeeping drives me insane. Mm. I really find that very frustrating. It's like that could be the thing that actually ignites your passion if you're yeah. in an, in a crowd and you're allowed to enjoy it your own way. If someone's going, well, you know, what do you know? And asking for your tactical insight, and do you really understand what happened there? That really annoys me. Um, 
Yeah, I guess we, we really haven't solved how to solve that. I don't think we're ever going to solve no. anything with no, I think, but yeah. it's, um, it's worth doing nevertheless. Uh, I did want to mention, we're not going to get into it, but the Netflix documentaries, yes. um, I'm going to keep that topic on the agenda. Kathleen doesn't want to talk about it, so I'm going to keep it on the agenda. Right, we can Friday. fight about it and another Kathleen day. can put a strike through on it on the running order, which is totally fair. Um, I gave the swing, full swing, what's it called? Full swing. Um, I go during the week and I watch the first two episodes. Halfway through the first episode, I thought, right, that's it. I'm uh, I'm out here, turn this off. But I I kept with it. And I initially put the topic in by way of there are too many flying the wall documentaries out there. I take it back. It's uh, well worth watching. Yeah. Nathan said something very different yesterday morning. Well, you see, he's a golf geek. I'm like a chewing gum fan. I am one of the people we've just been discussing. I'd have no, I've I've no um, desire to watch. The main takeaway is that you're listening to the Green Red and Mayo at house parties. But well done. Um, thanks, William, for coming in. Cameron, thank you very Catherine, much. Thank you. Johnny, no pleasure as always. We shoehorned in loads of League of Ireland chat there this morning. You must be happy with that. Not sure about that. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.